Here's Jones on the stretch, cuts it back the other way. Look at that. How good is that? Rojo can go. Touchdown, USC. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today we have yet another special guest in Adam Spinks. You can find him on Twitter at the RB Scout. He's one of my favorite guys to talk running backs with. Adam, how are we doing today? We're doing good. I'm glad to finally get a hold of you and get to talk to you and not have the kids sick, which has been delaying this process. But yeah, I'm very excited for everything you've done on the podcast. I think you're doing a, a great job. I appreciate that. Yeah, we were we did the top running backs in the draft class, and then we started to go down a little bit because I wanted to make sure that I had a chance to talk Ronald Jones with you. I don't want the people to think that, you know, this is my ninth guy I'm doing, that Ronald Jones is my ninth running back. I'm not that crazy. But let's talk about Ronald Jones' strengths. What do you, When you watch the film, what do you like most about him? So, like I mentioned before the, the podcast startup, he's a local kid for me. He's from McKinney North, which is 25 miles from where I live. And so we knew about him coming out. I mean, he was the number two running back prospect coming out of his high school class. and But he was just a lanky kid that was fast, and that's really what I thought he won with his first two years at USC, just speed. But you can look at his his interviews that he talked about where, where he was going to bulk up in the offseason going to his junior year, and he did. He put on a good solid 10 pounds, and I think that really shows on his film. And, uh, yeah, I like the kid a lot. I think as far as strengths, you know, obviously speed is the number one thing, but he's he has a lot more than just that. His ability to go through defenders at 200 pounds is pretty impressive. Um, he's good on a lot of different runs. Most of the time, USC under T. Martin is going to run, you know, they're going to run a, a man scheme uh, or just a power type scheme out of spread. And he does that really well on any type of counterplay. He's really good or power, but they'll run some stretch and they'll run some zone. And he, he succeeds in that as well. I think he could play really well in any type of scheme that he's in the NFL. You know, if it's a one cut and a zone or, or a patient running behind a, a man scheme, he's going to excel in that as well. You know, one thing that I do like on his film a lot is that he seems like he has excellent balance and he's tenacious. So it's two things that, Whenever you add speed to the factor and the ability to break a 50-yard run at any, t- any time, uh, just the ability to gain the extra yards because of the muscle that he put on has really been a, an impressive change in film, I guess, where he's falling forward, he's dragging defenders, he's plowing through defenders. That's something I did not expect to see once we started this, this film up this year. Yeah, when you talk about a guy that's six foot 201, uh, you wouldn't expect him to run through contact, but he does. Especially at the second level, he turns his speed to power incredibly well. I think if you get him in the first level, he's he's not necessarily the strongest guy, but he's just 20 years old. He turns 21 in August. So if he puts another 10 pounds on and starts to really fill out that frame, then he could become a next-level power back almost. Um, I agree with you that he's scheme versatile. I really like him on those stretch plays because I think he's got good patience, and the more holes that open up for him in cutback lanes, like he can explode through those cutback lanes. So one of the things I really like about him is that he's not just a straight-line speed guy. I think that out of cuts, he can explode and really move better laterally than a lot of other players on defense, which gives him a significant advantage. Yeah, and he has good vision as well. That's something I didn't mention, because on these power schemes where the you know the counter may be coming from the backside guard, not only will you'll see plays where he'll follow the block and do it well and then you know patiently set up the defender and get around him and then use the speed to go you know, maybe to the house, but he actually has the ability, which you don't usually see, to cut back on a counterplay to the the pillback direction, which is odd because most of the time you're going to do that, it's going to be a, a losing pattern. But he does it well enough where he he can see the the tackle, the defensive tackle, maybe trailing, and he knows he can get around him with his cut, and that's something that'll still be able to excel on in, in the NFL game as well. So that's just something you don't really generally see in, in a college type running back. 
Yeah, I think before the podcast we were talking about where we have our running backs ranked, and we're not going to get into that whole thing because that turns into an hour-long podcast real quickly. (laughs) But uh, we were talking about him versus Barkley and how Barkley bounces things to the outside. One thing I wish Jones did a little bit more is I think sometimes he tries to just take what's there when there's a outside opportunity to bounce the ball to and you get kind of get out in the open field and use his speed i wish he would do that a little bit more so i guess that's nitpicking his vision but i also want him in the open field as much as possible is that a fair criticism yeah i definitely think so and if you look if you're just a true comparison between him and barkley but barkley will have more negative carries i mean obviously did in college but he'll have more negative carries in the nfl because he is looking for the home run way more than jones is at this point and you know that's going to be coordinator specific on what they may want that someone may want someone that's going to get the four yards you know one thing i have wrote down for jones is situational awareness where it seems like he knows when it's third and two that hey i need to get three yards i don't need to get 27 on this play um you know for a guy that's only 200 pounds i was looking at some of his numbers and he had 23 short yardage opportunities third down and fourth down and three yards or less last year he converted 17 of them so that's a that's a pretty good percentage where he's converting at. So I do think that yes, he will he will barrel down and get the three yards and not worry about getting the twenty. But there's going to be a lot of schemes and a lot of coaching staffs that are, will actually prefer that. I'm not saying I prefer Jones to Barkley. That's like we mentioned before the cast. I'm not going to talk about that. But you know, he he definitely has situational awareness. No, I I agree. I wasn't trying to say that on third down I wanted to bounce. I just think there are like some second and seven runs where I think he had opportunities to go outside and just took the three <laughs> yards that was blocked. And obviously that's that's good. That's nitpicking. I just know he has that open field ability and I guess selfishly I want him to go out there and see what can happen. But you're absolutely right. Following your blocking is never a bad thing. So do you have any major concerns in his game? I think the, the first major concern obviously coming in was that he he always seemed to mention being fatigued, and that was coming into his junior season. He would mention that in several interviews I saw where he was talking about wearing down. And I am glad that he put the weight on because I think it did help that concern. Uh, I did go back and look at some quarter numbers. I, I generally like to look at quarter numbers. Just the one thing I do like is yards per carry is, is in quarter numbers. I'm not a real big yards per carry guy, but his, his yards per carry go up every quarter. So this year there were 5-4 in the first quarter, 6 in the second, 6-2 in the third, and then 6-3 in the fourth. So he's not tiring down, which is a, a good thing on you know a production standpoint. But yes, my main concern with him, is he going to be the third down back that we that I personally think he can be? But really, mine is just a straight projection that he can do the third down because he didn't show it on film. The T. Martin offense that they they run at USC is it's just a typical spread. But his doesn't really involve the running back in any type schemed passing game. You know, they may get an outlet route or they may run an occasional screen pass to him. But he's not lining up wide. Whenever he was lining up wide, he was actually running bubble screen blocking. So it was it wasn't anything where he was actually a primary receiver. So he's not running any type of complex route tree, and he'll need to show that. Um, he didn't do that in college er, in high school, sorry either. I think he caught like seven balls, so uh, he needs to show that. But I think he his frame, his skill set, everything points to him being able to do that. He just has to show it. So that is the one thing that I would expect at pro day to be a big part of his evaluation is how he runs in the in the route tree. That's a really good point about the fourth quarter and building up as a running back, especially with someone with his home run ability because if teams are getting tired and he's not, that's going to lead to more big runs as the game goes on. So that that's fantastic to hear and makes me more excited about Ronald Jones. The receiving is actually where I have my questions because mm-hmm. – 
One, when you hear about home run guys, the thing you normally see is that they're featured in the pass offense. And you said he didn't do it in high school. He didn't do it in college. He only caught 32 balls in college. Now, I don't think that your number of receptions determines whether or not you can catch a football or whether or not you can run routes. Like, I, I don't want that to come off at all. I'm just saying that there's not a whole lot to work off. You know, you would think that his open field ability and his ability to make defenders miss would translate into running routes, but it doesn't always. So, for mm-hmm. me, that's my question is, is he this two-down home run hitter, or does he develop into a third-down back? Because I didn't think he was great blocking. I thought he he was okay at it. It wasn't a strength, but I think teams are going to want him to show that route-running tree and ability to catch the football if they're going to make him a late first, early second-round guy. Because NFL offenses in general right now, the running back catching a football takes them to the next level. I mean, look what McCaffrey and Kamara did this year, Bell and David, David Johnson, the guy we were talking about before the show started. Their receiving ability just brings so much to an offense that I think Jones's evaluation for me is going to be incomplete until I see him at the combine and see his pro day and see how he's running those routes. Is that is that fair? Oh, I think for sure. And on this pass blocking, because obviously he'll need that for third down work. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't think he's a, any close to a, a great passing running back, and I don't think there are really any of those in college football. It just doesn't usually happen. But what I will say is the one thing I asked running backs to do in college on film is to try to pass block. And I do think he puts effort into it. So that, not to be sour on some people, but just to throw out like Kalen Balage and Rashad Penny and some other people that I've watched that I labeled camel blockers or fire Joe blockers because they either <laughs> put their head in the sand or they just stop, drop and roll. Uh, it's pathetic. I mean, that that is the easiest way to never play. And he doesn't do that. He'll at least stand up. I, you know, I even saw him stand up Malik Jefferson on a, on a pass rush. And I, I, I saw Jefferson this week and actually spoke with him. And I totally forgot that we we're doing this podcast because I wanted to speak with him about that being stood up by a 200 pound running back. So <laughs> that's all I'm looking for is effort at, at that. All you're really looking for for a running back is the extra quarter to half second for the quarterback to make the throw. You're not looking for three seconds of blocking. So uh, that's probably a little overplayed on the, on the awesome blockers that we might have in the NFL, you know, like Frank Gore, something like that. Yeah, that's those are so rare in the league nowadays. But yeah, I think for sure he's got to show past receiving to be at you know in, in the mid first. If he doesn't show that, then it's going to be a second round pick. Uh, but I, I definitely like his skill set. I think that he fits in with what the league likes to do now. You know, we talk I formation and you know twenty two personnel. That if this is Jacksonville, it doesn't happen. So it, like I, you mentioned before in the podcast, and you're spot on. Spread or, or shotgun is sixty percent of offenses in the NFL nowadays, and that's not going to change. So he runs well out of that formation, and he's a obviously he could be an up tempo type player. So that's where the league's going to go is up tempo spread offense because it's going to start mirroring college even more. And he he fits that. He just needs to show a productive route tree. And like you mentioned, I, I think he's capable. He just has to show it. Yeah, the the effort on blocking is huge for me. Like you said. Penny's effort on blocking and blocking ability in general is like cover your face bad. It's it reminds yes. me of watching The Office when Michael Scott does something <laughs> so uncomfortable and you have to turn away from the TV. That's what I feel like when Rashad Penny starts trying to block and you know I make those points about running out of shotgun and catching the ball out of the backfield and it's it, like you said it's 100% true. These college offenses it takes about five years and then you start to see those schemes and situations kind of take over the NFL and. Jones does run out of the shotgun. He runs out of the shotgun very well. And we keep seeing running backs get 12 to 15 touches. Like the day we keep hearing he's not a 25 to 30 touch kind of guy. And it's like, I don't think any running back in the NFL averaged 25 carries a game last year. I mean, even Fournette right. wore down doing it. Bell's the guy that gets 25. David Johnson are two guys that get 25 plus touches a game, but it's a lot of it's done to the receiving. So I guess, do you have any concerns that he's kind of like a, a lanky 
six foot two oh one because I think it's interesting. A lot of people haven't had concerns with Jones's size, but last year made a huge deal out of McCaffrey being five eleven two oh five. So, do you think the size thing is less of a big deal because we're not really asking him to do twenty five to twenty five carries a game, or is that a concern of yours? Well, let me answer that with a question. What's your comp for him? Do you have a comp for him? Because I have one in my head that's probably the one that a lot of people. Everybody says Charles Jamal Charles is what everybody says, including himself. I mean, uh, he idolizes Jamal Charles. He went back to dreadlocks because of Jamal Charles. So where are you at on comp then? That's funny because I always make the joke that people start comping players based on who they look like. Right? Exactly. And then, so here's right. a here's a skinny black dude with dreads that wears <laughs> number 25 and is fast. And the second I saw that, like I remember two years ago, I was like, you're going to hear everyone compare him to Jamal Charles. And sure. if he put on 20 pounds or 15 pounds, they'd be like, right. oh, there's Melvin Gordon. So, right. It's funny, though, because he does share some similarities where Charles wasn't necessarily a great receiving back. Uh, he was more of like a dump off guy, a screen guy, and could really make plays in space like that. I was actually going to ask you for your comp because I was thinking I about have, it. Okay. But, but I don't think like his skill set right now without the receiving ability, I don't think there's a ton of those guys in the NFL right now. Well, just on, on running film, so obviously we don't have much to go on the passing film. But to me, you know, obviously everybody says Charles, and I've seen a little bit of Kamara just because of how athletic he is. But to me on film, just the way he runs and the way he moves and the way he keeps his balance. And one thing that he does really well that this other player does really well is they use a spin move. And they use it in two ways. They use it. A, a predictive spin move, which is where you're spinning well before the defender ever gets there to make space, go in one direction, or in the the tight space spin move, which is where the, the defender's already in contact and you're making a spin move. So you're you're trying to get away at that point. You're not really breaking for uh, freedom. You're just looking to get an extra two yards. And the guy that does it really well and the guy that he runs like to me is LaShawn McCoy. So that's really who I have him comped as, is LaShawn McCoy. I need him to develop as a receiver like McCoy did. And I think we have something special here. Uh, yeah, I, I like Jones way more than I thought I would. I can tell you that much. See, my first watch on the film of him, I was a little disappointed. And I, I've talked about this on previous podcasts. And the thing I've learned is that expectations going in are so important. And not watching a – like, don't go from Barkley to somebody else and say, well, you know, he's not Barkley, so I'm going to start knocking him. And we had this podcast today, so I went back and rewatched him. And I, I like him more on the second watch. I think he does a lot of things like McCoy. I'm not sure he's quite the, the jump cutter he is, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock him for that, that he's not the best jump cutter on the planet. <laughs> right. I, I think that's pretty interesting. One thing I would say, on if you're going to go back and watch Jones' film, for anybody that's listening, is generally I'm going to tell you to go back and watch all the work because I'm a completionist. I like to watch everything. But honestly, to me, he's just so different on film from freshman, sophomore to the junior season that I think your body that you're looking at is the junior body. You're not going to... The sophomore body is gone. That was a kid. Like you mentioned, he's 20. He graduated at 17 years old. He was a a baby coming out of school and he was 19 You know, a, a year ago. So I think that body of work is not relevant other than just seeing how fast he is because it's a completely different back his junior season. Sometimes these guys, the, their last year of tape is what really matters the most, especially when they have a body transformation like Jones did and adding 10 pounds. And, you know, I, I think that McCoy comp is really good. I do. I, normally, I like to try to come back with one, but like I told you before, I think he's kind of a rare, rare guy right now. And the receiving, if he adds the receiving ability, then I think he's everything he's hyped up to be. Do you have an ideal fit for him? Well, ideal fit for me would be Washington or the Giants, one of the two, or really either either New York team would do would be a, a good fit. Um, you know, if you wanted to pipe dream, then of course it's 
New England to replace Deion Lewis. That's the pipe dream. <laughs> Everybody's going to point to that, though. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to go up in the 13 to 17 range to get to Washington. Uh, so I think he'll, he'll be later than that. I, I think he'll probably even be there just because of the position. He may even be there for the, the Giants in the second round, early second, and I think that'd be a good spot for him to go. I like that call. I think he and Wayne Gallman would mesh pretty well together. Mm-hmm. I would love him hey, for, it, for the Jets. And man. the truth is, the truth is, he may be a guy that just really, if you're playing fantasy, he may be a guy that just really pisses you off because he's the type of guy that can be an excellent compliment to any running back in this league. I mean, as crazy as it might sound, I, I mentioned David Johnson being my favorite running back in the league. If Arizona, if he's sitting there in second round for Arizona, they just saw what happened to their offense whenever David Johnson doesn't play. So he could be someone like that that takes him and then just ruins everybody's life in fantasy football yeah. because now he's he's uh, part of a committee on that type of approach. Ingram and Kamara works. Freeman and Coleman works. I would actually you love know, to see him in a committee. I would. Jacksonville. I mean, something. Oh. You know, put Fournette and him in the same back in the same backfield. That's it's going to be more. Than, everybody always points to Washington and, and the Giants is like that's where they're going to go because they don't have a good running back. But that's not the way the world works. Other teams with running backs draft other good running backs. It happens all the time. Yeah, I'd be interested to see him in the uh, behind Cleveland's offensive line and mixing up with sure. Duke Johnson, and he could kind of slowly develop that third down ability and not necessarily be forced into it. So I, I really like those calls. I would love for him to end up on the Jets. We haven't had guys that make plays in forever, so that would <laughs> 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 he might become the most exciting Jet player in my this century if he gets drafted. <laughs> I mean, that makes yeah. it sound like Ronald That's Jones true. is the greatest prospect ever, but like it's <laughs> he doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of competition there. So, Adam, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. Your knowledge is second to none when it comes to running backs. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can find me at the RB Scout on Twitter. Uh, I always mention to people that whenever I go on podcast that, hey, I have my DMs open. So if there's something you want to ask me or, or talk to me about, you're more than welcome to shoot me a message there. If there's something you want me to come on and help you with, uh, you know, I'll try my best to help you with a, a stat or some type of analytic or even an approach that I have on film. That's perfectly fine. You can find us also at uh, rbscout.com where we're going to start rolling out more college coverage pretty soon. And we did just we did just do a pretty cool thing on YouTube that I'm going to start breaking up into individual players where we got to go to APEC Performance Center here in Fort Worth to meet up with uh, a lot of NFL draft prospects and do a lot of media coverage for them and do some interview process and see how they're getting prepped. And that included um, Lake Jefferson, Kiki Cootie, uh, Richie James. There was a lot of good talent there. So uh, Will Richardson from NC State, he'll be a, a pretty high draft the tackle so hopefully we can break those videos up for you on youtube and you can check them out i will 110 percent be checking those videos out adam i really appreciate you coming on guys he's adam spinks i'm elliot christ you're uh, listening to the draft daily podcast we're now on itunes stitcher and google play as always guys we really appreciate you listening thank you